0: In a crude laboratory in the basement of his home, and welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast please do so. Uber, I had incorrectly stated the other day that Uber had executed its $10 billion deal with SoftBank. The deal actually hasn't been consummated, but I thought it was worth talking about. There was an article published in today's Wall Street Journal that talked about the board machinations between Uber founder and former CEO Travis Kalanick and other board members, uh, Benchmark Capital in particular, and SoftBank. And apparently SoftBank has asked for provisions to be agreed upon before executing the deal. Can't say as I blame them. So they've asked for colonic to achieve a majority approval before taking any action at the board level. So, for example, if you recall, a number of weeks ago, colonic appointed former Xerox CEO Ursula Burns, former CIT CEO John Thane to the board. I think we, we told you in the podcast we, we're not fans of, of either of those two folks. And he appointed them to the board and just, just did so, didn't didn't tell the board. And apparently there, there weren't any provisions at the board level whereby board members had to seek approval and achieve some sort of uh, majority before actions would be instituted. So only natural that SoftBank would, would, would seek the, this type of provision at the board. And I thought it was worth talking about because this is what happens when you don't have strong corporate governance. It allows power-hungry founders to sort of do things that aren't necessarily in the best interests of the company. You know, whether it's the founder or any board member left unchecked, they could wreak havoc at, at the board level. And I think ultimately Colonic will acquiesce. I don't know if it'll be on, on this deal, but Uber needs capital to grow. You know, as we covered in a a previous podcast, you have other companies, Google being one, that's moving into the autonomous space. Clearly, Uber's future is in autonomous ride sharing, not people driving cars around. And so it's going to get expensive. It already is expensive to operate this type of a a company. And so if Uber isn't able to bring new capital into the business and substantial amounts of capital over time, it's going to fall behind Google. It's going to fall behind Lyft. It's going to fall behind Didi in China. If you recall, Apple has a stake in Didi. Apple, I'm sure, will get into the space as it rolls out its, it's automobile effort. Not necessarily ride-sharing, but autonomous vehicles. So I'm not sure exactly how common it became in the Valley to allow founder CEOs to have voting stakes that were outsized as compared to those founders' equity stakes. So Snap is one evan spiegel has a has a a voting has voting power that's outsized relative to his equity stake mark zuckerberg at facebook similarly i can't think of any other public companies within tech or elsewhere where the, the 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 voting stake far exceeds the equity stake as it pertains to to founder ceos there may be other a number of other private companies particularly within tech where that's the case but this is just a a, a a bad practice I think anytime you put faith in a founder such that you will award them power that is outsized relative to the equity stake or make it exceedingly difficult to remove that person it, it, it's a bad idea regardless of what that founder may have done in the past you know they may start drinking their own kool-aid and believe their own press so we're just we're just not fans of entrenched founder CEO's, you know, voting power exceeding equity stakes. That's sort of the the takeaway. And you can see the, the, the pickle it's got Uber into. See you all next time.